up a little louder than before I want to sing a little louder than before I want to jump higher than before I want to shout louder than before No more. 
freedom God
I pray that he has. Hallelujah. No longer I who live, but Christ in me. For I've been born again. My heart is free. The hope of heaven before me. The grave behind. Hallelujah. You brought me
was a wretch I remember who I was I was lost, I was blind I was running out of time Sin separated The breach was far too wide But from the far side of the chasm You held me in your sight so you made a way across the great divide Left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside There at the cross you paid the debt I
I can even describe or even imagine I can just see these things over in my mind over and over over how the Lord has rescued me he's, he's rescued so many of you I could just see that the change that we've seen Lord look at this I was a wretch I remember who I was but we don't have to dwell on that I was a wretch but you know what I'm not anymore so we just got to rely the Lord and know that the Lord has changed us we got to live in that. What a great and glorious thing. That's awesome. It is. Thank you, Lord, for the blood. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Hallelujah. This, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I just, I love being in this place. And in this, this point in time in every one of our lives that we've come to this point in our lives. It's just amazing. Here we are in God's presence. We're giving God praise and glory. I love it. I just love it. Never would have thought it. Never would have thought in a million years that me and my wife would be serving the Lord together. And so many of you that are serving, I just, I'm so blessed by seeing people step up. So thankful for what we once were. And now look at us. Look at us. Amen. Give the Lord some praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say, look at us now. Look at us now. Shake some hands and, and show yourself friendly this morning. Look at us now. Amen. Amen. I got to thinking, so many of the songs we sing, and I've told you guys this before, not, we don't just sing them to sing them. There's so much imagery behind lyrics as well. And they were singing, uh, Raise a Hallelujah. And they said the line, In the presence of my enemies. What are our enemies? Anything that the devil is bringing against us to take us out. Right? What's something you deal with right now? What's an enemy that you're dealing with right now? Anxiety. Here's what that's saying right now. I can, I can put anxiety right here where the devil's brought it to me. And I can, I can say hallelujah in the presence of it. I don't have to dwell on the anxiety or the depression or everything that's coming against me. I can right there against it raise a hallelujah. And not just, not just in, within me, 
not just within me, but when I do that, when I choose to magnify the Lord in the middle of my struggle, heaven comes to fight for me. Man, I don't have to do it alone. I just turn it over to the Lord and he comes and fights for me. Right in the presence of my enemy. Get out of here. All right. Anyways, I'm excited today. <laughs> Hope you are too. If you're not awake, we're going to get you that way. I promise. If you're awake and you're alive right now, reach over and touch the one that's dead next to you. <laughs> Zap some life into them. Hallelujah. Uh, first time guests, if you're here with us, just slip your hand up real quick. Not going to embarrass you. First time being here at Orchardville Church. All right. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for being with us today. There is a card in the seat in front of you. If you'll just fill that out with some information, turn it in at the welcome desk after church. We have a lovely, lovely gift for you. And just to thank you for being with us today, and we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray. As, you, as you're submitting to the Lord in this service today, he is blessing your heart right here, right now. All right. You guys see my shirt today? Some people gripe when a pastor wears a t-shirt and say he looks like he's working in the yard or something instead of wearing a suit and stuff, but I'm preaching God's word. So anybody that complains about it, you need more of this stuff in your life. <laughs> more. We're made for more. We're made for more. <laughs> Our scripture for this series has been Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And in this series, you know, we're going to talk about today, I want more fruit of the spirit okay i want more fruit of the spirit in my life so uh, we've we've challenged you to consider how you want that you want more or what you want more of and just a quick review of where we've been if you haven't been with us i asked you four questions in week one is it do i believe more is available okay do i desire more for my life because you got to have a desire for it you have to want more of god am i willing to make room for more which means some things might have to go in order for God to do what he wants to do. And what will I ask God for more of? And then last week we talked about wanting more of the presence of God and how we're carriers of that presence and we want more of it in our life. And, and at the end of last week we talked about uh, in, in order for us to receive more of the presence of God, we've got to be willing to let God do a work of cleansing in us. Yeah, let him clean you up a little bit, the things that need cleansed. And when he does that, you're probably going to wrestle with some of those changes that he wants to make in your life, right? And then we said, God will challenge you to walk out those changes every single day. This is not a, just a Sunday, Wednesday kind of thing. We are, this is our life. Everything about us should be changed by Jesus and we're walking different every day. So this morning, again, I want to share more about desire for more, and that more is I want more fruit in my life. That's why I wore this shirt today. I want more of this, fruit of the Holy Spirit in my life. And it is fruit, not fruits. If I know the Lord and his Holy Spirit resides in me and reigns in me, all this is going to come out. All of it. Not just certain ones. Well, I got a couple of those, Rick. I don't have the rest. It's all of it together. Fruit 
of the Spirit. All right, so let's stand this morning for the reading of the Word. I've got to calm down before I sweat through this shirt. No, I don't. I love the Lord. And it, it's, it appears to be a fire shut up in my bones right here. I've got to let it out. So here we go, Matthew 7, verses 16 through 21. And anybody that's new today, I am a little different. You're going to even know that. You're going to know that even more here in a little bit. <laughs> Uh-oh, they said. Matthew 7, 16 through 21. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you for the opportunity to be here. Lord, I thank you for your son, Jesus. Father, that I didn't have to stay the way that I was. Lord, that if I would believe that Jesus came to this earth, that he died on the cross, that he forgives me of my sins, that he rose from the grave, and now he reigns in heaven with you. God, if I will believe that and receive that, I am saved from the enemy. I am saved from the pits of hell. So, Father, right now, anoint your word. Father, let me be the vessel that you want me to be, Father, as I deliver it. And, Lord, let us be changed as we seek more of the spiritual fruit that is available to us through you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I need a drink. Jesus says that every good tree bears good fruit. And at the end of this passage, he clarifies that the good fruit he wants in our lives is we, we bear that by doing what God wants us to do, doing his will. Now, if, if we have truly repented of our sins and we've asked Jesus to come to, into our lives, if we're truly in relationship with him, then the fruit of that relationship is going to be evident to those around us. Right? If it's bad fruit, it's going to be evident to those around us. So the fruit is evident, but the question of more ask, how much fruit is there? And the desire, again, of my heart this morning is that there would be even more of these in our life. Because we could all use more. Just speaking from experience. Myself, Sarah can attest to it. Okay? You don't have to ask her. We just know. I'm admitting it. Okay? But... I want to ask you this morning, has your profession of faith cost you anything? Has it cost you anything? If not, it probably wasn't a true profession. You know, many people who profess Jesus never leave the broad road for the narrow one that believers are supposed to be walking. They never leave it. Tommy, come here. Here I go. We'll say... This road right here is the broad way. This is the world's way. This is everything the enemy would want you to do. 
And we'll say this way is the narrow gate, the narrow path that God has for Tommy. He's going to have to crucify his flesh, lay some things down, live for the Lord, but the Lord will bless his life. Okay? Now, Tommy, I want you, like a lot of believers try to do today, I would like you to walk both of those roads at the same time. Come on, no, which one? You got to, both of them at the same time. He says, I can't do it. Are you sure? He's sure. But so many times, this is what we do. We head down this one. The world, man, the world's just getting in me and, it, and it's, it's pulling me this way. And then sometimes we'll run back this way. Nope, I'm going to go back this way for now. And then we go back this way. But I'm not doing it at the same time because you can't do that. Okay? The problem here is you are not surrendering completely to what God has for your life. You are choosing the sin. You are choosing the things of the world. You are choosing the enemy over what God has for you over there. So it's impossible to walk both. You're either going this way or you're going his way. Amen? Thank you, Tommy. Thank you for not doing that. You couldn't do it. Everything on this path Jesus wants to free you from. You don't have to keep going that way. You don't have to keep going back to that stuff. He wants to free you. And true faith in Christ changes your life. And then we begin to bear the good fruit of the Lord that glorifies him. We've got to bear fruit. And it costs something to be a true Christian. We cannot forget that. It's going to cost you. Just coming to church, that's easy. For most of us. I remember Aaron telling me the first time he came in here, he thought the walls were going to cave in. But for most people, getting up, getting ready, coming to church is easy. Doesn't cost them much. But to hear his voice, to pick up our cross and follow him, to believe in him, to confess him, it requires that we deny ourselves all the time. And it's going to cost our sins, our self-righteousness, our ease, our comfort, our worldliness, and all of that has got to be given up for the sake of following the King of Kings. Got to give it up. He asks us to count the cost. So as we're looking at Scripture, we're going to interpret Scripture with some more Scripture. So if you go to Galatians 5, 23, the Scripture tells us exactly the kind of fruit that we are to be bearing. Galatians 5, 22, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Again, it says fruit of the Spirit. Against such things there is no law. All of that right there should be flowing out of all of us. If you're struggling with some of these things, and I would say, if I had to put a number on it, I would say 75% of us in here at least struggle with self-control. Think about that however you want to, whether it's sinning, 
whether it's your anger, whether it's your short fuse, whatever it is, we struggle. So I know we need more of these, this, in our life. So the question is, how much love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control is in my life, and is there room for more? If you don't know, I'll tell you. <laughs> Just kidding. Or better yet, do I desire more? And will I make room for more of that in my life? I want us to, to flip over to Mark chapter 11 and some of the events surrounding Palm Sunday. Mark chapter 11 to give us even more perspective on the need for more of this fruit in our lives. We know that, that Palm Sunday involved Jesus entering in Jerusalem on a donkey and he's being welcomed in with shouts of Hosanna. And, and blessed is he, is he who comes in the name of the Lord as they're laying their cloaks down and, and their palm branches and the robe before him. And, and it was symbolic of their acknowledgement that he was the king of kings. Here he is. Here he comes. And yet in just a few short days, they're going to reject him and call for his crucifixion. You guys know this if you've been in church a while. But there's another symbolism that happens that, that we often miss in this event that happens on the same day. There's something else that took place that I want to draw our attention to this morning. So in Mark chapter 11, I don't have it up on the screen for you, uh, but it's going to be Mark 11, 12 through 21. We're going to go there. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, underline that, circle that, in leaf. He went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, It is not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. The chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him, for they feared him because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Now, Mark tells us that Jesus sees this fig tree in the distance that was in leaf. And that's a significant detail to this story because in that region, the fruit of the fig tree typically proceeds the full leafing of the tree. The leaves were a sign that there should indeed be early, you know, it might have been bland, but there should have been some fruit on the tree. But there was not. And Jesus seems to be making this point about trees that only pretend to have good fruit. Sometimes the lives of Christians can be full of leaves but no fruit. The appearances are there, but the substance is not. Where's the fruit? Can people watch you and see some evidence of your relationship with Jesus? Can they see it? I'm a church member. 
It's okay. Sometimes there's nothing but leaves. I carry my Bible around, Rick. Most people just do it on their cell phone. Nothing but leaves. When I get in a jam, I pray. God, I need you now. I know we haven't talked in a while. Nothing but leaves. I, Rick, I've got a sign on my car that says, honk if you love Jesus. <laughs> Still, could be nothing but leaves. Especially if it's the same car you're flipping people off and honking at them when they're <laughs> cutting you off in traffic. on that one there's nothing wrong with leaves they're attractive they're essential but those things are not substitutes for the real thing not a substitute for the fruit that should be coming out of our life we can't walk around like whitewashed tombs looking all good on the outside as goody two-shoe Christians but the insides were completely dirty need another drink You know, God doesn't approve when there's, prof when there's a profession without a reality of what you're doing. He doesn't approve when there's a lot of talk about it, but you're not actually walking it. Hello? <laughs> we can't just talk about being believers. We can't just talk about how good, good God is. We can't just talk, 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 and not walk it out. Nobody in their right mind that is an unbeliever will want what we have if it's just lip service and they don't see it in our life. We've got to walk it out. Now, at Winterfest, 12 to 13 years ago, a guy came out, and I mentioned walk it out this week. I mentioned walk it out last week, and I did a little song thing with it. And I'm a little different. If you don't know me that well, I do some things that are a little bit different sometimes. We're called to be unique, <laughs> set apart, different. So this morning, this week as I was thinking about Walk It Out, that song came to me again. And I rewrote some of those lyrics from 12 to 13 years ago to fit a little bit more for this morning. And it is a rap song. I've been known to spit a few rhymes <laughs> since I've been at this church. And for those of you that don't care for rap music, <laughs> because maybe it's not your style of music, but you need to look at the words that are being spoken. That's with any kind of music, right? I won't get into all that. We did a series on some music and stuff you're listening to in your life. You want things that are filling you up with the goodness of God, not bringing garbage in and contaminating what God wants to clean. Whew, I don't know where that came from. Let me get another drink here. Now, I don't claim to be a professional. I have no records, no albums. And I have not memorized this one, so it's right here on my screen. <laughs> it's
It's going to be up there for you. Again, the ones that don't care for this, you're going to see the positivity of this. But if you remember a song called Walk It Out from 12, 13, 14 years ago, here's some new lyrics for it that I'm going to attempt to get out. So here we go. Now don't, come on, you guys are going to have to get on your feet. You know the drill. And we're, and we're gonna, we're gonna clap our hands. Come on, stay with me. Here we go. All right, here I go. From dust, feet to eagles, wings and everything in between. We walk and talk a little different here cause we serve the king. Forget the rest, we serve the best and you know how we do. OC family, Pastor Rick, the unstoppable two. Now add Jesus in the mix and you see we've got three. Wait, wait, wait. We got the word, the life, the power. It's the plan that set us free. How you gonna get free when you're playing church games? Add a church all your life, but your fruit is the same. Now that's a shame, friend. Man, just go all out. Go show this world what life with Jesus is about. Devil's in your ear trying to dark dream and shout. Be done with his garbage. Let's go walk it out. Now walk it out. Walk it out. We gotta walk it out. Moses walked it out. Joseph walked it out. Caleb walked it out. Peter walked it out. John walked it out. Paul walked it out. Mary walked it out. Jesus walked it out. So you can walk it out. 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 Amen. Man, my heart says I want to read you. I flubbed up in a couple spots. <laughs> let, me, let me make sure you heard that last line that I flubbed up. Go show this world what life with Jesus is about. Devil's in your ear trying to talk, scream, and shout. Be done with all his garbage. Let's go walk it out. Now the bad thing about all that is I saw some of these teens and my daughter probably with her phone out. <laughs> so my rapping name is Round Rick. <laughs> and now Round Rick's reputation is gonna be a little bit in question because of mistakes that were made. <laughs> but praise the Lord anyway. <laughs> you get the point, we gotta walk it out. Told you I'm different. I couldn't get away from it. Couldn't get away from it. And I know some of you guys, God would never tell you to rap. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> he does. That's right. I'm worshiping. Whoo. There's a lot of anxiety built up in that. All this week to the day. But again, where's your fruit? Let me get back on track. Jesus makes it even more clear in what happens next in this story. He goes into the temple, the place that's proclaimed to house the very presence of God, yet it did not. The leaves were in full display, but there, were, there was no fruit. 
He notices this, and he, as he cursed the fig tree for having no fruit, he, so he's cursed the temple for bearing no fruit of the true presence of God. What would happen if Jesus himself walked right in here today? We don't think about that enough. We know that he's with us. He sticks closer than a brother, but we don't really act like that. But if he walked in here today, would he be flipping tables and driving people out who aren't bearing fruit of the Spirit? Or at least have a nice talk with them? Would he be disgusted at what his church has turned into in America? Would he ask us about our, our, our passionate, passionless love for him? Would he be shouting out, where's your fruit? You all look great on the outside, but I really know who you are on the inside, and I know what's going on. And then we'd be faced with the reality, Jesus, cleanse me. Forgive me. And being the loving Savior that he is, he would. That's the great thing about Jesus and our God. That us as humans, we still mess up, we still make mistakes, but if we will run to the Father and plead for forgiveness, He will redeem us and restore us and pick us up and keep us on that path. Or we don't run back to what was destroying us. This parable of the fig tree also in Luke 13, Jesus tells this parable, and, and to place it in context, Jesus had just answered the disciples' question about some Galileans that Pilate had killed, and Jesus assured them that what happened to these people didn't prove that they were any worse sinners than anyone else, but instead told them that unless they repented, they too would perish. Luke 13, 6 through 9. Then he told this parable, a man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree, and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. And what I learn, what we can learn from this parable is that God is interested in seeing fruit in our lives. The fruit of his Holy Spirit that's within us, flowing out. When we're praying for more of this, there's something that has to happen on our side. Now, if I'm praying for, Lord, I'm making room for more fruit of your spirit to reign in my life, Guess what? When I say that, I need to cooperate with him. I need to cooperate with that work that he's doing in me. Responding to his teaching, his direction, which brings forth the good fruit and the good things in my life. John the Baptist said it this way in Matthew 3.8. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Don't just say you're changing. Follow through. Plant the seeds of repentance and then keep watering it with the word of God. 
The reason so many believers fall off or backslide and choose to go backwards is because they're not keeping in relationship and fellowship with God. You do that through communication with him. You do that through your word. You do that through worship. You do that by spending time with him. And you've got to, as you're doing this, as you're building this relationship, you've got to take care of pulling out the weeds when they need pulled. So it doesn't choke out the fruit. And, and, and with any good tree, who has a fruit tree in their yard? Anybody? Few people? Is it about just one season? No. No, 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 no. We don't settle for one season of fruitfulness. As a believer, I don't just come in here on a Sunday and get one season of fruitfulness and be good to go. That's not how you treat a fruit tree in your yard. Okay? We continue to plant. We continue to water. We continue to cultivate. We continue to care for our relationship with God so that we can see harvest after harvest after harvest after harvest in our life. When people look at you, they look at your life. Think about this, okay? When people look at you, do they see love or do they see anger, hostility, and hatred? When they look at you, do they see joy or do they see heaviness and depression and misery and despair? When people look at you, do they see peace? On your life, or do they see conflict, anxiety, and fear overwhelming you? When people look at you, do they see patience or intolerance and irritation and frustration all the time? When people look at you, do they see kindness or do they see insensitivity, unfriendliness, and meanness? And I'll throw a little one liner in here be kind because you can't rewind. Be kind because you, you cannot rewind. You can't take it back. Do they see goodness or immorality, iniquity, and sin? Do they see faithfulness or fickleness and inconsistency and unreliability? Do they see gentleness in you or callousness, abruptness, and harshness and hardness? Do they see self-control in you as a believer? or disobedience and being controlled by your own selfish desires onto that road. Our praise team would come back up. You guys will stand this morning. I know sometimes when we have to look in the mirror and it's just us and God, it can be tough to hear some of these things, but it's truth. And God loves you too much to want to have you continue and operate in things that are giving off bad fruit. So this morning as we open up the altars, first and foremost, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I'm going to give you a harsh reality. Because as long as I'm up here, I always want to preach truth and not shy away from difficult topics. But if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, the reality is that your life, your soul, is headed to hell right now. And that's for eternity. That's forever. 
You're never going to escape it. It's never going to stop. Eternal torment. Now, there's great news if that's you here today. What we've been singing about, what we've been talking about, preaching about is Jesus. God had a plan. God had a plan. Man messed up the plan, sin entered the world, and we're living in it now. But God had a plan to save you. So if you're in here this morning and you're not a believer, you're not saved, Jesus died for you. Any guilt, any shame, any pain and hurt, stuff you're dealing with, things that have been done to you, Jesus can free you this morning. Your sins can be forgiven. Your slate can be wiped clean by the blood of Jesus. And you can start new today. You can be a new creation in Jesus. And you don't have to go down that same path of destruction anymore. I'm going to ask you to come if that's you this morning. That you say, I want to call on Jesus and make him Lord of my life. I want what he has for me because I'm tired of doing this life alone. And then I'm also going to open up the altars to people that want more fruit to be evident in their life. If you struggle with certain things, God can help you. If you struggle with patience, God can give you patience. If you're struggling to love people, God can overwhelm you with his love. So they're going to sing, we're going to worship, we're going to pray. If you need healing, whatever it is, these altars are open, we'll pray with you. We don't let pre people pray alone. So Father, right now, do a work in this place. God, I have delivered your word. And Lord, we want more fruit of your spirit that's inside of us, God. And Lord, I pray as you're working on hearts right now, your Holy Spirit is drawing them to you this morning. Lord, they would come. They would come, God. Lord, and we wouldn't just be talking and just spewing out scriptures and spewing out things, Father, in your name when we're not living it. Lord, let us live it. Let us walk it out today. We praise you and we thank you for what you're going to do in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you come this morning?
Father, for who you are. We praise you for what you did in this place today. And Lord, I pray for more fruit, more fruit, Father, to be flowing out of the people of Orchardville Church. And Lord, those watching online with us today, more, Father. We were made for more. And Father, living the Christian life is not a boring life, God, that's full of excitement and zeal and energy and passion and love, God. So let that flow out of us to people that don't know you, Father. Let our light be something that dispels the darkness, Father. Let our light draw people to you so they they can experience the life-changing power of God. We just praise you this morning, Father. And thank you for all you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.